0: everyone, and welcome to another episode of Can Dare, which is typically your tribute to comics and pop culture, but today we are doing things a little bit differently. Uh, Jack and Jake are not in the studio here with me today. Instead, I have welcome back to the show... A good friend of the show, actually Host of the PVD cast, Mr. John Orlando John, thanks so much for being here with me today
1: Well, thank you for having me, Jeremy I'm very excited to be on this episode uh, I'm sure the listeners have already read the show title They know it's about podcasting It's how to podcast How to podcast Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to be here
0: John and I, I I don't... We have about the collective 10, 11 years experience mm-hmm. I don't know that we'd be considered pros But we definitely have uh, cut our teeth And we I think we know what we're doing to some extent here So, you know, a lot of the free stuff out there On how to start a podcast on YouTube and on iTunes uh, Stuff like, is uh, more business oriented right. I guess, like right. marketing podcast Or mm-hmm. how to grow your business Or this and that, which is fine And uh, maybe if that's what you want to do This isn't the right podcast for you Uh, But we're just trying to take this from a guy at home. Just uh, with you know maybe a few coins in his pocket who wants to start <laughs> a, a coins, podcast? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know a few bitcoins or I didn't have any know. money to no, really I, put I, into this when I started. I no, just by I, chance had to ha- you know happen to have some equipment, so that was uh, mm-hmm. how it worked for me. But anyway, we'll get to that here in just a little bit. But before we do that, John, can you want to give a quick intro about who sure. you are and what you do?
1: Sure. I'm um, John Orlando. I'm the creator of the PVD Cast. It's my own personal podcast. It's available at pvdcast.com and uh, iTunes Stitcher Radio you know all the podcast places that you normally go to find great podcasts mine is in there somewhere you sometimes have to put pvdcast and then put my name John Orlando sometimes to find them, but it's it's there guaranteed it's there um I've been doing this for almost 6 years and December will be 6 years I enjoy having guests on I enjoy talking to people I enjoy entertaining people and so uh when the opportunity presented itself as jeremy told me i think back in march or it's february been it's been a long <laughs> been time been a
0: while ago yeah
1: that you wanted to do this i jumped at the chance because much like you uh, mm-hmm. when i started doing this i had no clue i had no sure. idea what the hell i was doing and
0: and you can guarantee that if we were in that boat there's a lot more yep. people in that boat mm-hmm. now for sure but yeah and for the people who are listening to this episode who maybe aren't uh, normally a canned air uh listener I am Jeremy Colley. I am the uh, moderator and one of the hosts of the Candare podcast, a tribute to comics and pop culture. And we've been potting for about five years now, uh, talking about just that, comics, pop culture. Every week we welcome a new guest on the show, whether it be a comic uh, artist or writer or even uh, screen and voice actors. It's been really cool. We have got to meet a lot of our heroes over the years turned out to weigh more than we ever expected. And we're actually starting a new show called What If uh, that we're hoping to launch on our five year anniversary of Canned Air that actually inspired this because, you know, I've been pulling up those old videos, those old podcasts that I uh, was seeking out when I first started to mm-hmm. maybe just to clear out some of the cobwebs, maybe see if I could uh, interpret it a little bit better, you know, being five years in. So I thought this would be a good aid, not only to each of us, we might learn from each other here today, but uh, to our listeners as well.
1: Yeah. And, and I think that, uh, you know, by no means do we know everything that there is to no. know about podcasting. But again, it's a great... Place to start a stepping stone, if you want to call it that, yeah, to getting started. If you were somebody out there listening, like Jeremy and I were, oh, so many years ago when we started, you know, you might say, Hey, I want to do this. And to me, I think that's the very first step you got to want to do this,
0: yeah, yeah. And I think that actually plays right into number one if you want to be a podcaster, you have to realize off the bat, you know, you get what you give out of this field, you know, if you put a lot of hard work into it. You'll you'll see a payoff, but if this is something you just you record kind of halfheartedly, throw online and never follow up with, you're not going to get anything out of it. No. You know. So if you want to be a successful podcaster, John, I mean, you're exactly right. You have to want to do this, and you have to accept the fact that you're going to have to put some hours and some work into mm-hmm. this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think that uh, my very first thing, and, and I know we're going to talk about, of course, show content. Sure, uh, but I think. When you decide to do a podcast, you have to plan things out. I really believe that this is a yeah. great medium with very few rules, but I think it goes so much smoother for you if you take a few moments and and plan out things. Like For an example, tomorrow I'm going to record a mini episode, as I like to call it, because sure. it's just myself. There's no guests. It'll be about 15, 20 minutes in length. I'll take a scrap sheet of paper and just jot out, my itinerary i don't type up anything fancy or, right or a script like that but i just jot out what am i going to talk about touch on this touch on this touch on this and then i just kind of you know i roll with it i roll with the flow right but still that 10 minutes of planning
0: saved you yeah,
1: yeah. hours of frustration or trying to figure things out
0: sure and i mean that's gonna that's gonna apply you know all through your podcasting <laughs> exactly. career you know from beginning to end yeah um you know we when we started uh, candair that 's not the attitude we had. we just kind of were throwing it out there, and we lost a lot of uh, opportunities. You know benefits that we would have had to our advantage we didn't know about because we just weren't really paying mm-hmm. attention we weren't taking as serious as we do now, so uh yeah i strongly uh, I agree with John, you definitely want to plan stuff out. Um, one thing I want to touch on first, like John was also said, show content mm-hmm. um, th- that's where you want to start. you really want to establish what your show is going to be about now um what i 'm sitting here telling people you want to try to be as unique as possible. And I have a comics and pop culture podcast. Who am I to tell anybody that, John? I'm nobody. But, um, you know, what we did with our format, yeah, we realized we're a little tiny, you know, rowboat in an ocean of similar podcasts, trying to make ourselves at least sound as different as possible. In our case, you know, we offer, we put, you know, kind of like eight bitty cool music, nerd sound and music behind the nerd conversation. We... Um, try to introduce new and original segments that you don't hear everywhere. So does that, is it helped us? I can't say really one way or the other. I don't know what other comic podcast downloads look like, but be as unique as possible, even if you're in a field that is uh, satur- oversaturated. And I think this is a, a problem that
1: I still struggle with, you know, going on six years mm-hmm. because... I was determined, again, as I said, with the few rules that you have placed on you in this medium, Mm -hmm. was that I was going to make this my own personal podcast, so I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about, and I think
0: that does make me stand out, but I also think it has its limitations, too. You're absolutely right about that. that's such a good thing to bring up. I'm glad you did because, yeah. Yeah. you uh, be aware if you are in a niche kind of podcast like uh, John and I are. John, I, I have to say, you're more niche than we are. You're taking what we do, and I hope <laughs> yeah. you don't take that. No, wrong. no,
1: I don't think that is. No, that's you, not an insult. I, I, but you're right, you're absolutely right because so, I'm dealing with wrestling movies, hockey, and comic books, right? How so unique are
0: those? So, topics? grabbing. I don't know. You could look at it from from two (laughs) different ways. I mean, you could be that could seem like a fishing net out, just trying to catch everybody in a in like a con genre. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, it's. uh, I think your work at getting a new audience is probably a little bit harder than mine. I would think. I
1: believe so. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yep. It is not that mine's easy by any means. Um, Yeah. Because again, we're in an oversaturated market, so we have to do everything we can to stand out. And um, that's another thing I wanted to say is that I. On top of you know choosing your topic and being unique, you want to offer something to your listener. You want your listener to walk away with something. Uh, I think in our case, I we want them to walk away with a smile on their face. So, you know, they just heard some funny jokes, or they, you know, we heard people talk about the things they love and. Light that they hadn't thought of before. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. If you
1: well, you know, I think that, and I'm I'm gonna also throw it out there too that I'm I'm pretty independent. I'm an independent spirit, and that's why I do enjoy having independent comic book creators or or independent filmmakers or people in the independent wrestling scene, you know, uh, come on and talk because these are the people that are in down in the trenches, so to speak. They're not the uh, comic book creators that are making millions of dollars off of their great property that right. they've created. And, sure. you know, Hollywood's beating down the doors. It's, it's the, it's the guy or the girl that wanted to be the next Hulk Hogan that is working the bingo halls and the high school gyms in Ohio or Indiana or whatnot, wanting to move on up. Um, you know, it, it, and so for me, I think that I've kind of embraced that and I've always not to get off on a tangent, but I've always had that independent Kind of streak in me, mm-hmm. um, where I felt like the independent ideas are what drive America. That, that that's what makes us a great nation. Not to sound cheesy, I see. So get, that's you your know, the, 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 that's like, your
0: offering to the that's audience. My is your in, yeah. independent view to what typically has like a a very uh, one one site view, I guess. into Yeah. Like a
1: corporate site kind of, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, not, yes. But, but not using corporate in, in the sense that we normally do. But yeah, that's exactly what I think that, you know, that's a further niche though. I think that's a further mm-hmm. niche to kind of make me struggle to find new audience members. Sure. But, um, you, you know, and again, it just goes back to that. You, you got to think of a plan. Sometimes you have to, fix that plan you have to adapt that plan sometimes mm-hmm. you throw that plan out and
0: start all over again yeah isn't that the truth but so as, as john you know just gave you an example of there being a niche podcast can sometimes work against you yeah and so if you're if you're someone out there who's like say I want to do a politics podcast I want to bash Trump I want to talk true crime by god you don't have to probably do a lot of work to get downloads in that field i know a lot of podcasts in those uh genres just rake in, uh, downloads. There's one in particular who I'm not going to mention it. They taught crime they've researched. And when I listen to it, I'm like, these guys are bringing nothing to the table. They're not offering like even their own opinions on it. They're pretty much just reading what they find on the internet and putting kind of like uh, suspicious CSI kind of sounding music behind it and get tons of downloads have tons of subscribers, have tons and tons of like comments and people just raving, because it's true crime. You know, it's what's in right now. Okay, okay. And I mean, that's something to be aware of if you're starting
1: a podcast. That there's going to be those trends. Yeah, you know, just like in any field of of media or any field of entertainment, you're going to have ups and downs, right? You know, and and that's you're always going
0: to have competition. So mm-hmm. I guess just to kind of put a bow on the sure. choosing your show content, what your show is going to be about. Just be aware of what's out there, what's popular, what's around. And, um, just be aware that if, you know, you go on like a more like the path that John and I have chose, you're going to have a harder time getting downloads. And I'm not saying that you've, you know, creating some hollow politics podcast just to get downloads. Just be aware of where your genre lies and, uh, adapt.
1: And if I may add in one other thing, Mm -hmm. be, be passionate about what topic you pick yeah i mean th- th- you know that that eliminates that hollowness that you may have if you create a politics podcast uh you know if you are avid mm-hmm. an avid fan of politics, do that. That's great exactly. But if you're like me You love pro wrestling And you love comic books I just offered that, those As you know? an example No no, no I, didn't, I get you uh, Yeah 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 We're not bashing Political podcasts. Right I, still. <laughs>
0: Or I'm not even trying To push people In that direction no, Like saying no. Well if you want downloads This is what you need to do I'm no. just I'm offering two different Ends of the sure, spectrum sure. You know Us being the 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 bottom end, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, another thing I wanted to mention, and this can be one of my biggest pet peeves when I'm listening to podcasts, our co-hosts. Um, that's one thing I think that we've always got right on Candair is, uh, our co-host rapport. We've always kept it pretty good. We don't bring our inside jokes to the table. Um, we keep the audience in mind. Uh, one thing that I just can't stress enough: be aware of if you do have, you know, another person or another two people at the table with you, which I don't really recommend more than two. I mean, when you get five people around the mic and you're like, and you don't know who they are, you're like, who the hell's who? What? Who's who? You, you know, you don't. You get lost in the shuffle. It's like mm-hmm. listening to The View. Are you going to listen to The View, John? <laughs> no. Neither am I. But um, another thing that I dislike is when you get on either with two, you know, you're listening to a podcast with two people, maybe mm-hmm. three people, and they open up, um, you know, trying to be funny, which, okay, I get that. You know, you gotta you got to have some kind of opening monologue to your show. But then they, they just take it to, like, oh, so, yeah, Sarah the other day did this. Oh, that is so Sarah. Like, I don't know who Sarah is. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I'm not going to stick around to find out. I don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. I'm here. To, uh, you know, see what you have labeled your podcast, what you titled your podcast, you know, rather whatever it is, I'm not here to hear about your friends and uh, your circle, you know,
1: and I think I'm I think I'm guilty of that sometimes. Uh, you know, I, I will say that. The we I've all had, are. Yeah, I've had some recurring guests come on to help out with various different topics. And I think at times. It's very easy to do that. And sometimes I do it and don't even recognize. Exactly. And so, you know, I, I'm glad that you brought that up. And I think that that might be here. I'm learning right now from you. Maybe that's something I need to be more
0: conscientious about. And that's something I, like I mentioned earlier, I want us to learn yeah, take from each sure. other's experiences sure. here as well. But um, and I've even seen memes about that online. Like somebody was at a McDonald's sitting in front of a poster that had three people sitting and laughing while they're eating. And it said, listening to a podcast, be like this, you know, and and I had to laugh, but at the same time, I kind of get it. So, you you know, you want to make it about the audience. Don't forget your audience Mm -hmm. is there. They don't care about your friends there. They don't care about what you did last night, what you had for dinner, unless that's what your show's about. If you said, the what I had for dinner last night show That's why they're there then Talk right. about what you had for dinner right. But don't call it what I had for dinner last night And then talk about Sarah's silly antics I don't know why I keep going to the name Sarah here yeah. I could say Bill too Or Bob or whoever I'm just using that name as an example You. Okay <laughs> Anyway, you want to make sure you don't offend all the Sarah's out there. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Another thing uh, I wanted to say uh, while we're on the show content. Well, I guess I got a few more things here to say. Be honest with yourself and your content. I heard Neil Young say something years ago on a talk show that he said, never, ever settle for something. If you're not happy with it, try again. And I've always carried that with me when doing the podcast, you know, yeah, yeah. Some stuff has gone out I've not been happy with, but I have to put it out either because I'm on time constraints or whatever it is. But if I can change it, you know, I change it. Don't settle for second best. Make it the best product you can put out Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. It will make a difference. I always Mm -hmm. go back to this on canned air, but like when Walt Disney was building Walt Disney World, you know, like specific doorknobs he wanted on some of the doors down that main street were out. They couldn't get. They were sold out. And the, you know, the construction guys are like, well, we'll just get these other ones. And Disney's like, no, you know, we, we will get these, you know, they may not notice right away, but they will pay us back. They will notice the every little detail and the same way goes for sound. You know, when you, uh, when you don't have a visual with to go with the podcast, I guess some podcasts do some mm-hmm. podcasts are on uh, YouTube, but if you're an audio only podcast and there is no visual for your audience that much more attention is being paid to the audio. Mm-hmm. So make it as uh, good as you as you can. Don't settle for half, you know, half baked, you know, type of audio, yeah. Don't settle for crappy audio mm-hmm. or crappy content at that. If mm-hmm. you think you said something you didn't like, but well, I'll just put it out there. Change it. Mm-hmm. You know, make it make it good. If you like it, then there's going to be someone out there that likes it, right? Mhm. I totally agree with that. Uh as far as like a uh, you know when you're showing yourself to the world, cover art goes a long, long way, and this is somewhere where um Candare really dropped the ball. See, when we got started, we are—if you've seen our our background, what used to be was just a shot of deep space with our can floating there. The mm-hmm. Candare can, and it says Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture, which uh, we've had for you know years now, and we love, but. Knowing what we know now and looking back at our launch, that was a huge mistake because when somebody is looking for something new to listen to and they see a cover art that has space in a can floating, it does not say pop culture. It does not say comics. It says keep scrolling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So uh, make your cover art not only flashy, but make it in a quick glance tell your listener tell the audience what they're going to get what out of this show so you know we went back then after we thought about that and we redid the cover art that you see on iTunes now it shows a TV with comics and a video game controller movies all kinds of things that we talk about falling out of it you you get a one look at that and now you know okay that's what these guys talk about comics video games movies so i can't i can't recommend that enough
1: uh, and I agree with that. And you know what? I, <laughs> I would What's like happening? to say that when it came to the logo for the PVD cast that I put a lot of thought and effort into it, mm-hmm. uh, much like you guys did. Yeah, but because- I didn't. I didn't. I'll be honest with you 100%. And, and this is, I guess, maybe a when you look at the content and, and, and when we're, we'll probably talk about this here later on. When you make a when you make a podcast, make connections with people that can help you you know and, yes. and and oh my uh, you god know, yes. i'm going to say you know uh anthony battendorf uh who who wrestles as juice jennings is a very talented graphic artist and he i talked to him i said look man i'm starting this podcast i need a logo and he goes mm-hmm. okay well what do you need i said dude i don't i don't know i said i really don't know i said um this is this is what i want to do is i am naming it after um uh, providence Rhode island because that's you know second home that's not home number 2 i won't get into that story but it's my second home um it's going to be about comics wrestling uh hockey and 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 movies and i think it would be kind of cool to have like a family crest and anthony was like okay i'll start wor- working up stuff he shot me two ideas and that was the second one and i, I you know you have the the postcard up there mm-hmm. on the on the wall and i was like damn that's 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 it, man. I mean, you don't have to do anything else. Let's yeah. just make sure we put that in color because it it has all those things, you know. It has, and, and that's again, just it. And, and that was just dumb sheer luck, man. I'm I'm just going to be 100 percent honest. I'm Matt. Props, to Anthony. Thank you for doing that, dude. I I have told you that a million times, and I'm saying it one more time publicly. Thank you very much.
0: But to our listeners, I mean, to what John's getting at here is his logo, his his cover art. You know, he, like he said, his show is about. Wrestling, hockey, comics, movies. And when you look at that cover art, all those things are represented. Mm-hmm. So at a glance, you mm-hmm. know what you're getting out of that podcast? Mm-hmm. Not a cannon floating in space. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Right.
1: <laughs> I, can't I, t- I also look at it too because it's like a family crest that people might be confused by it too and might, you know, well, I need to research this further. Is this a guy's actual. Like Family Crest? What the hell is that? You know, yeah, what I mean? it offers so
0: intrigue. It offers intrigue, yes. There you go. No, I get it. I get it. Um, And another thing, you know, when you're planning what you're going to be doing, when you're planning what your show cover art's going to look like, be thinking about what genres you're going to fall into. You know, I, I would recommend getting on iTunes and just searching by genre and see, see what genres list. And, you know, as honest as you can, pick two or three that represent you. And... um You know, I've heard different things here I've heard stick to those genres in iTunes And all other formats And I've also heard uh, switch it up You know, like say in iTunes Like in our case We're, we'll say in iTunes We're listed as a pop culture show I don't even know that's a genre But uh, we'll say what, like it, what would be the closest thing to that? I can't even think. I'm
1: trying to think as to what those categories... I think I am in arts, sports, okay. and... perfect uh, example. Yeah, I can't remember what the other one is. We'll
0: just say arts. Arts, We're okay. listed in arts on iTunes, and then comedy, let's say, on iHeartRadio. That mm-hmm. way, you have different people searching different genres at different locations, mm-hmm. but I guess that's... Uh, I don't know. I couldn't recommend one way or the other on that, but I think either way, you're going to probably see some payoff as long as, again, you are true to what, it, you know, genres you pick, that mm-hmm. they represent what you're doing. All right. So with that, let's move into equipment. Uh, as far as what to use when you're recording uh, hardware, I, you know, I've been a musician for years now and I slowly was piecing together this home studio so I could record uh, music at home which I can do but um, you know all the friends that I was making music with you know life kind of got in the way and I had all this equipment nothing to do with so it kind of worked out for me that it was already here but if you don't have all this equipment you you have a tool in your pocket right now or in your hand or even that you're listening to this podcast on that holds the power to create, release, and monitor a podcast is called a phone. I mean, if you're a smartphone owner, you can definitely record and release podcasts. Now, the quality I can't attest to. You know, I mean, if you're just talking into the phone, I can't say what kind of quality that's going to give you. I know like iPhone has GarageBand for iPhone, so you can edit stuff in there. I've mm-hmm. never personally used it, but I know it's possible to totally record and manage an entire podcast on your phone so don't feel like I you have to have a mixer you need all these expensive mics or you need a big computer because you don't you can do it on a slight budget with what you have right Mm now mm -hmm.
1: and you know what that was the thing that I have down here uh in my notes for steps of podcasting is you should do an inventory of what you have you know Mm -hmm. and when I mean an inventory that I mean what equipment do you already have sure you know what um money do you have that you can spend? And Mm -hmm. and I have here access to guests or help, you know, because that that those are to me, those are the three most critical things you need to have to start a podcast.
0: Sure, exactly. And I agree with you. And I want to at the end of the episode, uh, you know, and even now implore our listeners, you know, if you have questions about anything we're saying here today, if we got something wrong, if there's something we forgot, please reach out to us, let us know or ask those questions. We want this to start an open conversation uh, we want just to make this community, you know, a community of people who are learning off of mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, John and I have learned a ton from each yes. other. Yes, so, we have. you know, bringing other people in can only uh, only improve the knowledge levels or <laughs> knowledge income. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, I, yeah. And I think real quick, going back to, to equipment, I think this is where you and I are going to have a, two different viewpoints. You you use Apple products. I'm a PC guy.
0: But I'm glad. I want both yeah. sides of the coin right, here. Right. So what, uh, with you use Audacity, I which use is something Audacity. I wanted to tell everyone about because most people have a computer. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to buy recording software, which I can't even really think of one for PC to recommend that you would pay for, just download Audacity. It's a free service, correct?
1: Yes, it is free. It is very user-friendly. And if you have problems, like I have, like I, I I, wanted to find out how to make my audio sound better. There are a lot of really good and incredibly short YouTube videos out there on how to work with Audacity. Like I've learned so many things on, what you know, if something doesn't sound right. How can I get the levels just in, you know, like for an example, just in these 30 seconds, how can I get those levels to sound just a little bit crisper? Sure. You know, type in in YouTube Audacity thirty second. You know, and That's you'll get truth. yeah, and you'll get tons of uh, videos that help me out tremendously. And when I say they're not tremendously long, like to me, I can't sit through a twenty minute video to show me how to use Audacity. Like, right. I, no, I don't have time. You know, I need two, three, four minutes. Of brass tacks, get it down. Show me what I need to do so I can move on because. Half the time, I'm editing a podcast as I'm looking this stuff up. Right. So uh, I can't recommend Audacity enough. There are some people that will tell you, "Uh, it's unstable, it crashes all the time. I've never had it ever crash on me,
0: ever. I can tell you that a lot of the time when it's crashing, I know at least in my case, I'm a Mac owner and I Mm -hmm. use GarageBand to record my, my podcast. And in my case, when it crashes, it's a result of the disk not being able to move fast enough to keep up with the audio incoming, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I had to put a bigger hard drive in my computer to make that uh, not not an issue Mm -hmm. anymore. But, you know, I think the Skype kind of gets a bad rap because, you know, people lose calls all the time. And I always hear people going, oh, well, that's Skype, 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 use this, use that. I don't think it's Skype. And I don't think it's Audacity, you know. I think it's probably the speed of your computer. I'm not, again, a genius on this stuff. But I've been working with sound for a long time. And I know in my experiences, whenever the computer or the program, rather, crashes, it's typically because I need to, like, reset my mixer or I need to restart my computer or I need to get a faster drive in it or, Mm -hmm. you know, something to... yeah. A computer writing sound that's a lot of uh, information to be writing mm-hmm. you know as it comes in
1: well i i can't recommend audacity enough for pc users mm-hmm. out there it's a free download it's very user friendly and and again as i'm repeating myself there's lots of help for you out there too right
0: and garageband i believe uh comes standard on macs if you mm-hmm. have a mac if not i think you can either download it for you used to be able to download it for free if not i think it's like 15 bucks which is really nothing but my god it's such an aid you know not only does it have a ton of pre-made like loops and sound effects and uh stinger like tones and mm-hmm. stinger music you can use but you can uh like say you know i've harvested a bunch of sound effects that i use in the show offline and i can actually put them into garageband so when i pull up the garageband archives all all my things i always use are already in mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and just pull them in so it's convenient but um, again, it's a free program. I didn't have to go buy Pro Tools, which is freaking expensive. But in a lot of these big, you know, radio sponsored podcasts, use Pro Tools, but they use Pro Tools because they're radio sponsored. We are not, right? You know? So uh, you have to use what you can uh, get your hands on, I mm-hmm. guess. But um, what about microphones? I think is another thing to touch on. Um, in my case, again, I have a bunch of condenser, like microphones, I guess they'd be called Omni mics. They kind of, they, there's only one mic like pointed straight ahead in there, but they pick up, you know, everything Mm -hmm. around it, Mm -hmm. obviously being right in front of it's going to get the best result. But if I got behind it, like right over here, you're still going to be able to hear it a little bit. Right.
1: I I think that when I first started and I had some crappy V tech Headset microphone thing because I didn't know any better. Right, uh, sixteen bucks at Walmart. Right. Oh, that's what I need. Mm-hmm. You know. Then I found out I couldn't have guests on because I didn't have a sound card that had like a splitter amp to, or a splitter to it, so you could separate out tracks. So that became problematic. Um, it, so i then moved on because I did a lot of research. Again, nobody nobody told me don't go with that shitty V-Tech mic. You right. Know? Right. Nobody right. told me that. Um I found Blue Snow Globe. Yeah. Know, Snowball.
0: Snowball mic. Sorry,
1: Snowball mic. And I found that uh, uh that bad boy here at a local store. It was on sale. It was 60 bucks. Oh, it was wow. marked down. Yeah, and um, you know the the only the really the reason why I was marked down because it was a white with chrome instead of black sure. with chrome, and I'm like I don't care what color it is, it could be hot pink, I don't care, right. sixty bucks, and and I started using that, and then moved up to getting a Yeti mic from Blue that I use right now as well for different applications. Um, you know, I would eventually like to have a setup like you have here, you know, sure. with with the more professional omni mics, but uh for for right now, you know, again, going back to what does your budget allow you to do? You know, right. for this podcast. And at the time 60 bucks was great. And then last summer I was like, yep, we need we need that Yeti mic so I can do more round table discussions so I can, you know, cuz it has three mics inside of it. That was 125 bucks to be honest. Sure. And I'm like, I can afford that right now. So, you know, Again, as I said, when you think about the resources you have, do you have money to purchase some items? Because you're going to have to. I mean, not everything right. is going to be free. And, and so that, that was one of the things that I was comfortable at that time spending that money. And, you know, I think that if I may, I'll give a, a plug to Blue Microphones. I'm happy with the two that I bought. They, they work really, really well. I think they give me really good sound quality. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some drawbacks to them, you know. Um, but overall, for me, I think I got the best bang for my buck.
0: I would say you definitely did. I mean that's a that's a great microphone at a great price for sure. Um, you know, my setup here, I not to say that the mixer and what I'm doing here is outdated at all, but I personally feel like I'm using like a dinosaur setup here. Um you know, your microphone has a USB cord on it. This goes right to your computer, correct? That is correct. Yeah. Where I'm running into a mixer and then into the computer via us. I mean, this is a USB mixer. So there's, you know, there's a middleman there, Mm -hmm. but, um, anything this mixer offers, I think you can probably adjust maybe in your audacity Mm -hmm. as you're recording, I Mm -hmm. would imagine. Um, and yeah, these are really nice mics. If you play them correctly on an Omni mic is not necessarily recommended for podcasting. And this is another one of those things that I found out years later, you know, the mic you're talking into, and I don't know about this one over here, but definitely the one you're talking into, uh, we had before, which is in a, uh, what's it say? MXL on it? Um, Let me
1: look real quick
0: Somewhere uh, uh, I think it's MXL
1: MXL 90? There you go Or 990
0: Now there these are pretty standard mics If you, you can go into like a Sam Ash or a, a Guitar Center Or you know order off from Sweetwater These things and you can get them in a case. They come in a little case with not only that little can mic there, but then another smaller condenser mic, which I really haven't found any personal use for, <laughs> uh, especially not in podcasting. I think I used it like on uh, micing acoustic guitars before. But anyway, the point is you get two microphones there for uh, around $100 I, at Christmas. You can typically find them on sale for like $80. i am talking into an Audio Technia. Which I think is more of like a cheaper end mm-hmm. microphone. This was like one hundred and twenty five dollars, but I mean you can hear you can hear right now the quality. Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty damn good microphone. Yes, it is. I love it. I would highly recommend. it. It's actually funny. I went to a uh, studio I record music at uh, this past summer. And uh, the guy at the studio was going on about how he's offered, he offers podcasting services out to the general public now, people who want to record but don't want to you know, go through all this. Really? They go to his studio, they pay him like 10 bucks an hour, and they all sit down, and he just records everything they say. And he's like, yeah, I got a nice setup, and let me, let me show you these really nice mics I picked up. And he brought out this exact microphone, <laughs> and I felt like, yes, I'm on the right path. you know. <laughs> but um, again, you don't. Have to put a lot of money in the microphone, and um, I think in a lot of podcasters' case, John's case is uh, what John's doing is more ideal. I think the snowball mic is much more mobile again. You don't have the, all the cords, you don't have the mixer, it goes straight in USB to the side of your laptop. Mm-hmm. You have a mobile studio, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where I have to go buy some other whole recording device to have a mobile studio, so. Um, and that's something to consider, too. When you're planning out your podcast, You know, going
1: back to the content, when you're planning it out, are you going to be mobile or are you not? And that was one of the things that when I first started, I had, I had a tower. I had an old mm-hmm. desktop tower, and that's what I started podcasting on. And then I decided, well, you know what? And, and, and funny enough, I got a hand-me-down laptop from my stepfather. I'm not making <laughs> this up. This was a hand-me-down laptop. And I took it to my buddy who was an IT guy, and I'm like, look, is there enough space that I can run Audacity on this and record podcasts? Yeah, but that's about all you're going to do. Fine. That's all you need to do. That's all I need to do. And man, oh, man, that thing was archaic, and it was heavy as all get out. And eventually it started slowing down, and the tower broke, and I said, you know what? I'm going to get a laptop because for me, I think – and this is something else you have to plan out and you have to consider. If you're going to have guests – you have to make make your guests feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's why when I email a guest and I say, hey, like to have you on the podcast. We can do this a couple of different ways. Why I prefer to record things live. Um, if you're not comfortable with that, we can do Skype or Google Hangouts, whatever. But if they say, yes, I'd love to do it live, you got to make them comfortable. Because mm-hmm. d- do you want to go over to somebody's house that you've never met before that could be an axe murderer? No. You, know? you don't. So... For me, that was one of my things is I want to be able to be mobile that I want to be able to meet. And, and, you know, I I make no bones about it. The Columbus Metropolitan Library is a great place here in town because they have rooms that you can check out for Mm -hmm. an hour or two. And it it puts people at ease because we're like, hey, I'll meet you at the Whitehall branch at 630, you know. And therefore, you're in a public place. People are at ease. You can't get murdered
0: there. No. (laughs) No, you can't. (laughs) No, that is a great thing to uh, bring up, though. You know, uh, being mobile... Uh, You know, I've got like a little, what is it here? And a little limpus, I guess, like personal recorder that people kind of take to like uh, conferences and stuff Mm -hmm, to, mm -hmm. you know, so they can re-listen to stuff later, lectures or whatever. But I tell you, it has a noise uh, reducer in it and it has been pretty damn good, mind you. It's not going to do as well as a directional mic and a a portable, uh, you know, on-the-go recorder, you know, made for such things. But uh, for what it is, it does a damn good job. And it gets audio that, you know, I've posted. I wouldn't post it if it was complete crap. Right. But um, a few things really quick I want to address before we move on here. Uh, One misconception I hear an awful lot uh, Probably more so With singing Than podcasting But I have definitely Heard it with podcasting Is the best place to record Is in the bathroom Have you ever heard that John? No I have never heard that Everyone always says You get the best acoustics In the bathroom And you're wrong You're wrong Remember You and I did an episode Well you You and the Candare podcast Rather We did an episode That you were just referring to Up at the Delaware Library Yes, yes. It was just a glass box It had no, nothing it in was. it To absorb sound So when we were in there Talking it was just Sound Bouncing all over the place, and it. Those. I mean, the recording came out okay, but uh, that room's also a lot bigger than a typical bathroom, I think. <laughs> yes. Um, the bathroom. Bathroom recordings are. I know there's people with like confused local interface. What's a bathroom recording? But I've been hearing this for years. Uh, bathroom recordings are good if you're trying to get some reverb in, like a singing voice, I guess. Okay, if you're recording your voice, you want there to be an echoey sound, and then I get that. That's what that's for. That's when the bathroom is a good thing. But that's not where you want to re- record anything for your podcast because it's going to be echoey. Uh, it's it's not. It's going to be unlistenable. People are going to know you're in the bathroom. They might assume you're on the toilet.
1: Um, <laughs> nobody wants to hear a podcast wants while you're, on the, while toilet. you're no. on the toilet no. Unless that is your topic Unless that's what that, you that. called the show <laughs> yes. My
0: podcast on the toilet Very good thing to bring up there, John <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you, quite the opposite You want to pick the room that has the most uh, Not necessarily the most padding But at least has some padding You know, like uh, furniture, I guess uh, Couches, mm-hmm. chairs mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a bedroom would be a perfect place, mm-hmm. ideally. You know, we're in a spare bedroom here where we're recording. And, yeah, there's no, there aren't any big padded chairs or couches in here. But there are plenty of objects around the room to absorb sound and keep it from mm-hmm. echoing. I, I remember some of the recordings from, the like, the first week we moved in here and we're recording. Boy, it's echoey really bad because there was nothing on the walls yet. There's no furniture in here. So, um, not, not only choosing a room that offers those things, but depending on how picky you want to get with your sound, you know, if you, um, want to cut out all background noise, first thing I would do is, and I've done before is I'll get like a, like say a paper box, cut a side out of it and just drape like a pretty heavy blanket on the inside of that kind of set your mic back into it. And, you know, that record that way. That's going to catch and mute all sound that's uh, coming in there. It's not going to really block stuff that's coming in from around you. So make sure you're like in a quiet area. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've had people on the show say they're recording in the closet because it's the quietest place they could find. And if that's, you know, I don't know if you live with <laughs> like 10 siblings or <laughs> the babies running all over the place screaming or dogs barking, you're going to have to probably, you know, pull something out of your hat, maybe go up to the attic. I don't know where you're going to go, but find somewhere quiet. But yeah, to mute those recordings, those are some really inexpensive ways to uh, cut out ambient noise. And another thing I can't recommend enough because I've, <laughs> believe it or not, John, I've had people tell me, You don't need pop filters. No, that's ridiculous. Uh, Let me just prove to you, and not that I need to prove to you, but let me prove to the listeners why you need a pop filter. Prove to me, Jeremy. Prove to me. This is with pop filter. Peter Pan, Peter Pan. Now, this is without pop filter. Peter Pan, Peter Pan. Do you hear the P's? Here's the P with the pop filter, P without the pop filter. Wow, that's a lot of pop that 's a lot of pop isn 't it <laughs> and that 's a lot of stuff that your audience didn 't want to listen to. I know when I hear that, I turn it off. Mm-hmm. You know you have to be able to deliver. A good recording So yeah You can record these podcasts On the cheap uh, Or you can put some money into it But it, no matter which way you do it All these tools are as good As the person who knows How to use them So,
1: And, and first of all There's no excuse For pop filters Because they're only like Eight bucks On Amazon Because I bought one For the snow globe Or excuse me The snowball mic I don't know why I keep calling it snow globe But snowball mic Because it looks like A snow globe And that's why Yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> Ergo the name Sure, sure. Uh, th- These things uh, I mean, they're not—they're not that expensive. They're like—I think I spent eight bucks and some change on a pop filter.
0: I can do you one better, John. Oh, let's say you don't have eight bucks and some change, and you need a pop filter. This is how Candare started. We first went to Walmart and bought those little tiny—they—they they look like they come out of a gumball machine. Those little uh, uh, bubble things that yeah. pop open. Yeah. Of uh, women's hosiery. Okay. You buy a couple of those. Okay. Get in your closet, get a wire coat hanger. Uh-huh. And, you know, bend it, the coat hanger into a circle. You drape that pantyhose over it, tie it off at the end, and those were our pop filters for the first probably good year of canned air. Well, there and you works. go. It works. It works just as good as the store-bought ones here. You cannot argue with results, I tell wow. you. Wow, okay. See? I lo- So, there's there's a there's a cheap at-home way for somebody to have a pop filter. If you you know you can't get out and buy one for any reason, should that be the hatch hashtag for this episode? Hashtag pantyhose pop filter. <laughs> Maybe we'll just start. <laughs> we'll just start a new show called Pantyhose Pop Filter, and we'll just do our own thing, John. <laughs> okay. Is there um, anything else as far as equipment's co- uh, concerned that you want to cover no, before we move I th- on? I think we covered it all. All right. Well, let's kind of, I guess we've already kind of touched on uh, recording as well.
1: You know what? There's one thing about recording I would like to Go mention. Go right ahead. So we did talk about finding a quiet place, but as you and I talked off air, sometimes that's not an option. I mean, mm-hmm. you and I were at Wizard World this year, the big comic book convention in Columbus, right, Ohio. Right, and right, right. When you step up and start talking to these people, these stars that are there that want to, you know, have a little bit of an interview with you. You know, you have all the other, no matter where you go, you're going to get the noise. You're going to get that background noise. And that's something that you have to be aware of, that that is going to come through on your particular episode. And there are things you can do to make it better. Um, Unless you have a multi-million dollar studio, I don't think you're going to eliminate all of that. And I think that that's something that you should be aware of. And to be honest with you and, and to the listeners, and I'm not saying this is the right thing to do, a lot of times I'll just be honest in my intro of the episode. Hey, I recorded this. At Wizard World, sure. The audio might be a little hinky, you know, but it's my conversation with X or Y, right, and, right, right. and you know, and that it is what it is. This is the environment that I'm in.
0: It's it's funny. I'm glad you brought that up too, because it's, uh there are th- if you have money to sink into it, there are cheap ways of having a mobile studio that is sure. highly effective. You know, again, I already mentioned my little tiny Olympus recorder there. It's not much. Again, just a little tiny personal recorder you take to, like, a lecture or something. And it does have a sound reduction on it. So at certain cons, I've gotten some good audio. But I played you like the audio with uh, Jason Muse. That was at a hard rock cafe. You know, that audio, had it been any louder, I wouldn't have been able to use it. Because it was, there's no... there's nothing on there really cutting out all the background noise. Mm-hmm. Now, I know if you get a good directional mic, like a point mic, like mm-hmm. one that you'd like, say you'd see on a stage, get a good directional mic and then get, I think Tascam makes them. I think this is what I'm looking at getting around 100 hundred, hundred and twenty five $125 again for a, a personal recorder that this mic can plug into. Oh, And, you know, I, I uh, know another podcast that uses something like this mm-hmm. and... It blew me away—the sound quality they had. Now we were at the same convention they were recording, and they were their their get up the th- same thing I just was telling you about. Cut out almost all the background noise. You could hear maybe a few people talking in that v- general vicinity of the person they were interviewing, but that was it. That's the benefit of those directional mics—they pick up only what they're pointed at. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which, which you know, the again, the blue snowball is very much a directional one-way mic, and I've I've had a lot of success at different conventions or at different public places using that microphone. But you're absolutely right, you know, that um, you, you want to be careful about what microphones you're using in those type of situations. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
0: All right. Well, let's jump right over then to hosting. We've covered what do we uh, our show image so far, what we're going to be about, what our cover art's going to look like, the kind of equipment we can use to record, and uh, the different routes, whether it be Audacity, GarageBand, or even your iPhone mm-hmm. to uh, do such thing. Now that we have a podcast recorded, now what do we do with it? Well, we have to put it online. That's what we've got to do. So there's different ways you can do that. And again, uh, kind of the way we started the uh, the segment with the equipment, I'm going to kind of list both, both ends of the spectrum here. Um, you know, John and I are both, our podcasts are on Libsyn, which is, Everywhere i've heard, and from our personal experience, I can say the best bang for your buck. yeah, this is going to cost you some money now, there are different tiers, and I think the the lowest tier is like five dollars a month, and that gives you only so much i can't say how many gigabytes of storage uh, every month on their website, but um it is a way on the cheap to pod to put your podcast up you now you can't track any of you know how many people are listening or anything. Mm-hmm. you just know it's out there. Mm-hmm. I think what both of us do is we pay in at about the $20 a month level, which mm-hmm. gives us enough um, gigabytes to put up an episode every week. Uh, and we get to see exactly where in the world we're being downloaded. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's, it's nice what episodes are getting downloaded. So I can't recommend that enough.
1: And, and I'm a big fan of it. But, you know, to be honest, Jeremy, to those folks that are listening, I was not originally on Libsyn. You right. You know, I, I originally started with Podomatic, way, way back. And Podomatic was, you know, free for up to X amount of space. Sure, And then eventually I joined, they said, Hey, 10 bucks a month, you can get X amount of space. But then what I was discovering was, okay, that's three episodes a month and now I'm out of space. So I have to buy more. And so I I think that there are free ways to do it. If you want to get started,
0: You know, let me cut in really quick and just say, you're. I was going to also mention a free route. You know, another podcast we knew, they the way they used to put their podcast up for free would be to put it in a Dropbox folder and then they would just share the link to that folder with their audience. Now, yeah,
1: you know what? That's ingenious. I never thought of that, but that is is a yeah, it's free, it's free.
0: Yeah. But that's all it is. <laughs> you know, you're not tracking your downloads. You're no. not, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, no, Go no, no. Ahead. That's okay.
1: That's You know, I think that, that that's one thing that you also have to consider when you're planning this out. And then, you know, here, if I may deviate a little bit from it, I, I got tired of paying $20 a month to, to Potomatic. that I ended up. And again, this is where using your resources, I have a friend that is in the independent comic book scene who had created his own website. And so I went to him, I said, how do you do this? And he said, man, WordPress site. I had no idea. Mm. And he walked me through how to do it. It's all click and drag because I don't know anything about coding. I knew nothing about website design. But I went ahead and just went with the hosting service he had for his website because to me, I was like, I'd rather pay X amount of dollars and have unlimited control of that. Sure, you know than what I was doing with Potomatic. Right. And so, well, all due respect to Potomatic, it was great for the time. But then again, I just I just upped the game. But then you're at, evolving. You're yeah, growing, evolving. You, yeah. Need to- you need better yeah. tools. Yeah. yeah, and 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 then there were other little different podcast places that wanted to host my uh, my podcast. You know, and and you mm-hmm. can always go with them. You can always go with them. But again, the bottom line is, and, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, in a little bit here. I wanted to get more concrete data as to who's listening and where. And so that's why I sure. made the jump to Libsyn. And and again, for me and if your budget allows, the $20 or I think they have a $10 feature too, Jeremy. I think they do. do they? Yeah, that, yeah that I think that it's features... 5, 10 and 20. Yeah. Okay. Um so again, <clears throat> you should check out Libsyn. Uh, to me, that data was incredibly important over these last. Well, I've only been doing it for a couple of months, but it's it's enlightening. It's sure. enlightening. So
0: yeah, absolutely. And um, I guess I need to explain. I'm assuming everyone knows exactly what Libsyn is. And to in a nutshell, what Libsyn does, what these hosting services do. Not only Libsyn, but like Podbean and Podmatic, uh, they they take your show and they make a central hub for it. They they keep the content there, and they give you what's called an RSS feed. I'm sure you probably already know what an RSS feed is if you're planning on making a podcast, but if you don't, it's a link that takes people to your directory. And with Libsyn, you can put, let's say, uh, with iTunes. Let's say you give your RSS feed to iTunes. You give your RSS feed to iHeartRadio. You give it to Google Play. You give it to all these different extensions, and all you have to do then is post your episode on Libsyn or Podbean or said hosting service, and it automatically goes to all these different uh, outlets. You don't have to go to iTunes, you know, yourself and iHeart. Right? You don't have to go to everyone's door every every mm-hmm. week to post your episode. You drop it in that one place, and it goes to everybody. And there's another
1: learning curve for me because what I did not realize was RSS feeds from a WordPress site do not work with Google Play or iTunes, and it took me literally a year and a half to figure that out and figure out a workaround. And and again, I this is gonna sound negative, but this is my experience that Apple and iTunes customer service is not that good. I'm sorry, to get a direct answer from somebody is near impossible. Um, So you know, right there was you talk about wasted time. That was a waste. You know, that year and a half sure. that I spent trying to figure out how to do this and being frustrated and, uh, you know. But not... you learned from but it. But I, I learned from it. I learned from it. Right. Yeah, so, you, I mean, but but again, that uh, getting back to our point, your hosting service that you use uh, is incredibly important. You, can't, you cannot underestimate how important that piece of the puzzle is.
0: That's the truth. That's the truth. And, uh, you know, you mentioned something else a little bit earlier, too, po- you know, finding different podcast directories. Which I can't, uh, you know, encourage enough to anyone who has a podcast when for looking for exposure, get it to on as many directories as you can. Mm-hmm. Which is just seeing how many people accept your RSS feed. And I will say beware: there are some directories who want, you know, if you're on our directory or you're on our network, this is the only place you can be. Mm, you're yeah. exclusive to us. Mm-hmm. And I. You know, maybe, maybe it's, you're a fan of the network and that was your goal from the beginning to get on said network, then go right ahead, knock yourself out. But um, anytime that's been thrown our way, we're like, we want you on our network, but you can't be on anyone else. Sorry, we got to go. You're limiting your audience. You're, you can never grow past what that website cultivates yeah. you know what
1: i mean yeah and i think that is something to be aware of if you're new to the game that
0: that that happened i haven't had that your growing is their game right Make right growing your game
1: yeah and i haven't experienced that myself but i've heard tales i've heard tales of other podcasters that have
0: fallen into that trap right exactly um and you know it kind of reminds me of syndication too one thing i'm going to kind of get really off track here. And mention that there are podcast syndication uh, options out there. This is this is getting way ahead of ourselves here, but <laughs> I'll never I won't remember it if I don't say it now. Because uh one thing I ran into recently is we were approached with syndication offers and I wanted to take them up on it. But one thing I couldn't I couldn't because Candare from the beginning was always a free show, and being a free show, we're like, ah, we'll put copywritten content in there. Who cares? We'll put this song from Transformers in there. We'll put that sound effect from G.I. Joe in there. Who cares? Well, you know, down the road now, we want to become something more legitimate. Now that's working against us. You know, you, A network that wants to run you in syndication is going to then say no if you're running copywritten content. Now they're liable. Now you're mm-hmm. liable. Mm-hmm. So that's something that... Um, I I'm not going to sit here and say I recommend using copywritten content in any format. If you can get by without, do it. I just do it, I mean, because we're talking about all these things. When we're talking about the Transformers on our show, I'm going to use the Transformers song. Um, so I guess Candare will probably never be syndicated in that, in that <laughs> uh for that reason. But um, that's just something to keep in mind. But yes, do beware and this is just coming from my personal experience what I've seen. Beware of the personal directories unless that's really what you're looking for, but can't imagine it is. Um, another thing on host on posting day when you are putting your podcast out there, one thing I've been finding a lot Lisa, a lot recently with uh, you know, getting ready to post our new show, what if is um, a good thing to do is re- record like a, an opening episode, like a 10 to 15, like about me episode to put up along with maybe your first three episodes right off the bat. Really? Yeah. Okay. Just don't put, cause what we did is we put our first one up and then just sat there and watched it and watched nothing happen. And the next week put one up and nothing happened. And not that we, people were coming anyway, but what benefit that offers you is let's say, you know, you put, uh, Five episodes out on launch day, you get the attention of someone. They hit subscribe. That's five downloads right there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right off the bat. Now, not only is that good for you, that's good for the listener because they now have, uh, this, you know, our podcast is an hour long, so they now have five hours of content. They're you're already going to be ingrained in them if they listen to that, you know. So um, that's one thing we're going to do with that show. We're going to launch multiple episodes on launch day. Um, I keep hearing that a lot of places. It's a good thing. To do
1: well, I think the other thing that listeners to this podcast should really consider is and something I didn 't know pick a day to launch you know your webs your particular podcast excuse me you you pick that day and stick to it. I used to just post episodes whenever Jeremy, and that's stupid Ooh, yeah. like on a Tuesday on a Wednesday on a whenever yeah no 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 then i I read a very very poignant article about. Uh, podcasts, blogs, vlogs, etc. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'll oh, be it seems so simple, but I didn't right. know. I didn't know. And so I picked I did pick Thursday because it tends to be personally for me in mm-hmm. my personal schedule a slower day. So, you know, that gives me the the couple of hours that I need when I get home from work, you yeah. know, the regular job that pays the bills. I have a couple of hours in which Hey, I can sit down, I can go ahead and post and publish the episode, I can go ahead and hype the heck out of it, which I know we're going to talk about marketing sure. here in a minute, and, and you know, and I don't feel rushed, where if I picked a Wednesday or a Tuesday, or you know, mm-hmm. uh, I really personally don't think posting on a weekend is a good idea, but I know that there are some folks that do that, and sure. again, that's, that's up to you, I personally would never do it, because I think too many people are out and about. Right. You know, on a Saturday or on a Sunday, you know, especially now with OSU football season coming around, you know, (laughs) right, you know, so I wouldn't do that. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I, you know, pick a pick a day that's going to be good for you.
0: And I couldn't agree with you more. You're absolutely right. Consistency is key Mm -hmm. here. Uh, We've always either released on a Wednesday and then it moved to Thursday, but we post on a Thursday night and which pretty much is uh, Friday morning for everybody. And, um, you know, after we s- stuck to that for a long time, you can see in the downloads that the listeners know that you come mm-hmm. out Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And I chose that because, um, you know, a, a podcast I used to listen to all the time, They every Friday would put a new episode up. And it made, made my Friday because I would listen to it at work. It was like part of the hell yeah, the weekends here <laughs> experience. Yeah. And if I didn't get to listen to it, it was like, oh, crap, it's Monday. But... I got that show, you know, Mm -hmm. that's going to help me get through the day. And, you know, you can see Mm -hmm. Fridays and Mondays are our biggest downloads, Mm -hmm. you know, and in the work week, beginning of the work week. So I agree with you during the work week somewhere to help, help those poor people stuck at their desk that need a little bit of salvation via podcast (laughs) post during the week. That's my, that's my recommendation. Our recommendation. Excuse me, you said it first. It's not. That's mine. okay. It's all right. It's but, not copyrighted. So, one thing that I wanted to say that uh, I forgot was um, how important iTunes actually is mm. when it comes to hosting your podcast.
1: It, it's the most important. It's the, the there most is really nothing You're right
0: more important. iTunes and Apple own the podcasting market for the most part. So if you're one of those people, because I've, you know, I've had so many people like approach me and be like, well, I've been thinking about doing it. Where where should I post my podcast? And the first thing I say is iTunes. That's Mm -hmm. where you want to be. And they're like, well, I don't use iTunes or I don't like iTunes. Get over yourself. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to be blunt. You're not too good to use iTunes. Yeah. The millions
1: and millions and millions of other people that like iTunes. Right, the ones you need
0: to worry about That's where your audience is That's where you're going to have the best luck So if you want a successful podcast Make iTunes that first spot to go And Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how easy it is If anyone makes it easy It's iTunes Mm -hmm. When you go to iTunes store Go to the podcasting store And it's as easy as on the right hand of the skate. Excuse me On the right side of the page There's a button that says Publish a podcast you push it. There, it brings up a spot to drop your RSS feed, put some info in, and I think two or three days later, you're on iTunes. Mm-hmm. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. So, um, and again, your b- biggest audience is there. That's where you want to get, I, you know, I think if you get enough downloads, you'll be featured in New and Noteworthy, which mm-hmm. some podcasts, you know, on how to do a podcast are going to tell you no, New and Noteworthy on iTunes is absolutely everything. There are other people who will tell you it doesn't mean a darn thing. It's just random. Um when Candare started, we were in New and Noteworthy. I was stoked, but again, we our our cover told nothing. Our mm-hmm. show title, <laughs> Candare, told nothing to the fact that we talked about <laughs> comics and pop culture. So we weren't able to take advantage of that. But now with What If, you know, um, sh- the cover's big, bright, and shiny. It says What If. It just a glance at it kind of lends to what it might be about. And uh, I think the New and Noteworthy is going to come in handy there. So. You know, I don't think new and noteworthy is a guaranteed thing, but that's where you are in the spotlight. People are going to see you in new and noteworthy. I think you're up there for 10 days, I think it was, something like that. Um, so take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out on iTunes when you do post, and if you do make it into new and noteworthy, that's the time to market, 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 which brings us right to our next topic at hand, marketing. John? When it comes to marketing, what do you do for a PBD cast?
1: Wow, um, I gotta be honest with you, and, and I'm gonna be honest with the listeners. This is probably the most time consuming part for me. I oh, feel, I I, believe I, you. I feel that uh, marketing is it could be a whole full time job in itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really could. I mean, I started off with just I have a, I had the, the Twitter account already for me. And, uh, and so I decided because I was using wrestling for Twitter, you mm-hmm. know, or excuse me, I was using Twitter for wrestling. So I was like, well, I'll just link it to that. You know, sure. and that, that'll that be the, the at PVD MVP. That's where I'll post all the stuff about the, uh, the PVD cast. And, um, and so I started using that, but then I, I oh, you know what, I'm going to start, I got stickers made. I'm going to start handing out stickers all around town, sure. which I did, which I did. And that, that was great. And then came, business cards. And then I decided to go ahead and get the postcards, which you have here in the studio sure. up on the wall and started handing those out. And why those are, I'm not downplaying those by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. They're as equally as important. I feel as anything you do social media wise. Um, I think still I get my biggest impact and biggest interactions with people on Twitter uh, there is a Facebook page for the PVD cast, but it is um, probably I'd say newer I think I've been doing it for maybe just over just now maybe a year I think if I would look back at my records um, but i I've had tremendous success with Twitter um, mm-hmm. than I have with um, uh, Facebook uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of Instagram uh, there is a PVD cast Instagram I will not lie but Listeners, I, I, it, this is just me. And by all means, Jeremy, I know you have an Instagram account for the the Canada Air podcast. Mm-hmm. And if that's something you like and comfortable, I just n- never was really comfortable with adding photos because it was very photo-based with Instagram. Sure. Then it used to drive me crazy. And so I stopped using it. I still use it. Basically, you can find it if you would look in... Instagram, you'll find the PVD cast, but I I really just kind of closed it off and just kind of use it for contacting potential guests. Right. I, I don't like it. That's just my own personal thing. So Agreed. You, I think that when you get into, just as we said at the beginning of the show, you got to find something that you're passionate about and you're comfortable with. You, the same thing in terms of how you get the marketing out there. Um, so for me, Instagram, not comfortable with it.
0: It kind of goes to uh, what I was just about to say. What you were saying is uh, making yourself just as accessible as possible in all forms. Formats as mm-hmm. possible. You know, not only having your own website, but um, you know, like John saying, Instagram, Twitter, uh, whatever social media forces that be, Facebook, make yourself present. Now, Candare is only you know, t- Twitter being our primary. Now we do have an Instagram. It's a lot harder to cultivate one followers on Instagram, I find, than it is on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, two, from a marketing standpoint, Instagram can be difficult because you can't put clickable links. You can't take somebody straight from Instagram to your show's website like you can on Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, However, Instagram is where the people are at. So at the same time, I'm right in your boat, John. I do not like Instagram personally, but we use it um, not as much as we do Twitter. I want to change that. I'd like to with what if I want to make I want to make that change, mm-hmm. make what if, uh, or mm-hmm. excuse me, make Instagram one just as relevant as, uh, Twitter, but all these things are great to be using. You want, you know, uh, even if it's not a picture of yourself, you can find something online. That's what we do a lot of the time. Yeah. Like if, yeah. I don't know. Like we just silly
1: gifts. You guys like to put a lot of silly gifts, out silly there, gifts. Which, which, which definitely, you which know. I
0: can't recommend enough. I was uh, telling Jake, I said, when it comes between, when it comes to a post, if you're putting a picture, Put the picture away and find a GIF because that's what I click on. Mm-hmm. When I see mm-hmm. a picture, I, you're like, okay, but a GIF, I'll stop and wait for it to play out. And if it makes me laugh, I'll click on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's an attention grabber. So I'll throw that out there too. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, GIFs over pictures when it comes to social media like that, <laughs> for sure.
1: And, and here you go, back to, to the shared resources. What resources do you have out there? You know, you uh, met with a marketing individual right here in town a local individual that that specializes in marketing you met with her Mm -hmm. um and then you told me about them right and and I went and talked to her as well and while I felt like I had a pretty good grasp of social media and social marketing she even taught me a couple of things oh yeah you know so so even those small little nuggets of information helped me out tremendously like you know uh, one of the things she recommended was you know make it easy on yourself and I would Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, stress, I can't stress this enough to anybody that's starting a podcast. If you can find some of those online tools, like Buffer.com, for an example, that sure. allows you, and it's free, people. If you use one account, you'll get 10. Mm. Um, I use it for Twitter, for an example. So on, as I told Jeremy, I'll quote-unquote live tweet on Thursday night because I have a new episode out. But then I'll take a few minutes on Thursday night, and it will let you automatically Just spit out your tweets based on whatever time schedule you put in. So for Friday, I go ahead that Thursday night. I'll load up Fridays and maybe even sometimes Saturday mornings. And then I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about when I'm at work at 10 a.m., boom, there's the first tweet. 7 p.m., boom, there's the next one. You know, 10 a.m. Saturday, boom, there's that one. And then Saturday morning, I sit down and schedule out the rest of the week.
0: Click it and forget it.
1: Exactly. 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 And I know Facebook has a similar thing as well, but, Mm -hmm. you know, use the technology to help you.
0: That's a great tool uh, to mention, and I'm glad uh, you brought that up because, you know, when we first started, you know, before Jake came to the picture uh we would We started our Twitter and we 'd maybe throw a tweet up that we kind of would chuckle at but mm-hmm. and then sit there and watch that one tweet for like two days you know <laughs> like well why aren 't people liking it? Well, let me tell you why because it gets lost in the ether in the snap of a finger it, it, it as quickly as it posts, it just starts going down the waterfall of posts mm-hmm. into the unseen and the unknown so uh great advice, not you know not only posting multiple times a day, mm-hmm. but if you can 't. Uh, find the time to do that set up mm-hmm. either on buffer or Facebook or I Twitter might, I have an option to do that. I don't remember, but they might, whatever forces that be that allow you to schedule those things ahead of time. That is a great thing to take advantage of. Mm-hmm. Can't recommend that enough. And um, another thing that we do, this costs money though, is Facebook ads, uh, which is you, you pay maybe five, 10, $15 for so many days or I don't remember how it works. Jack primarily takes care of that, but um you know, for instance, what we do with it, you know, we advertise for Wizard World conventions a lot. We have a promo code that gets people 10% off. So, for instance, we see that uh okay, the, the Comic-Con is going to next, should be in San Francisco. We'll hit up California and we'll target San Francisco in marketing. We'll, we'll just we'll dedicate all of our advertising to San Francisco and, you know, hope that they'll use that promo mm-hmm. code. And the same can kind of be done with uh, the show. If you go, if you are a Libsyn user, you and I were looking at the uh, geographical map that it gives mm-hmm. you. It gives mm-hmm. you a map of the world that you can uh, click on and see where your downloads are coming from. And, uh, you know, when we click on the United States, in our case, in particular, Ohio and California are our biggest our biggest for some reason like San Francisco Silicon Valley like See I was the same
1: way for a long time we San get- Francisco Oakland San Jose Yeah was my second and now it's it's all the Washington DC area like we DC get- Hagerstown Roanoke, like that area, you know. So
0: right there is a good look into mm-hmm. where people are listening. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that we we just said that because now I know that a lot of my high points are your high points yeah. too. Yeah, So going forward, we can say like Washington, D.C., California areas, when it comes to advertising new mm-hmm. episodes or when we have a special guest on, that's probably where we're going to target those advertising. Mm-hmm. That's where the listening base is. Not that the, other, the rest of the world isn't going to be able to see it or have mm-hmm. privy to it, but... You know, know where your audience is. If you are paying for Libsyn, use Libsyn yes. to its fullest. Uh, and I can't <laughs> even say that I'm using it to its fullest abilities because there are so many things on there to learn how to do, uh, tools to help you along your path. And there are even tiers, John, higher than what we, uh, oh, you yeah, and I pay. Yeah, right, correct. I'm not even sure what additional benefits they right. could uh, shower onto us. But I mean, it, it's been amazing. And that's just uh, one of the many benefits is being able to see where you're being downloaded and see, marketing I, as such.
1: I, I think in terms of marketing, I'm going to disagree with you with, with the Facebook posts, okay. when, you, when, you, when you purchase the posts to mm-hmm. advertise and boost it as a, as a claim. I've done it a few times, and I don't know if I've seen any any increase in listeners. i got to be honest with you. I really, to me, when I have an episode, a case in point, in, in January, uh, I had the opportunity to sit down and talk to WWE legend the Brooklyn Brawler So Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw some money that way To boost that post and to advertise it around Facebook I I really don't feel like I got—I maybe got like 10 more people, you and know, I'm like, for the price, I don't really fe- feel that that was the most bang for my buck.
0: I, I you bring up the targeting more as an example in my okay. case with the okay. Wizard World thing. Okay. I mean, we do use target advertising, but we use it primarily on Wizard World. So, you know, when they're going to a city and people are getting reared up for them to come to town— you know, marketing okay. there makes sense for us. We can see that in the return. Well, this is how many people used your code in Chicago okay. or in, in that case. But you're absolutely right. Um, when it comes to the case of the wrestler, it's hard to say, well, this state likes this guy or this right. part of the world yeah. likes it. You can't, yeah, right. it, it's it, hard it, to narrow in on anywhere like that. It so, was. And,
1: and, and you know what? I'm not the only one. And I'll, I'll tell the listeners out there, there's a lot of podcasters that agree with me on that, that they don't yeah. feel like boosting that post for their episode that's come out. It really is beneficial. I and, think and, it just
0: matters on how you do it. Uh, sure, okay. How you do yeah. it, because we have seen the payoff from it, just mm-hmm. from the money we got back from Wizard World through our advertising. You know, I know we're doing something right there, Um, but maybe as you don't have someone to market to directly for uh, the wrestler you were uh, in, in talking about. I'm sorry, who was the it? The Brooklyn yet? Brawler. Thank you. You know. Going back, you said you can already see that San Jose, San Francisco, and Maryland, mm-hmm. those are your top three places. Maybe you can target in on those three. Maybe you would see a higher return that way. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Maybe. Maybe. I yeah. mean, I, th- I think going at it, there's only the one time you tried it.
1: Oh, well, I've tried it a couple of other
0: times And as well. all the times were not yeah, successful. Yeah, they were not
1: successful. But but again, it, folks, if you're listening at home, this is what you have to do. You have to do trial and error. Yeah. And you have to decide for yourself, as as you hear Jeremy and I discussing this, you know... It didn't work for me, but that doesn't mean that, I, A, I'm doing it right, or B, that it wouldn't work for you. Right, you know. Exactly. But again, I'm just throwing it out there as a cautionary tale that you may sit down and go, I don't know if this $20 I spent, was it yeah. worth the amount that I spent for what I got back?
0: There's definitely been times we have not seen return, and we mm-hmm. just watched the money disappear from our account, and for what? <laughs> but um, So I guess it just depends. Uh, again, marketing to make the show money, that's, that's what really worked for us in that, uh, in that area. What else here? What else?
1: I'm going to throw out something for marketing as well. Go ahead. Um, the other thing that I really think, and specifically for me, since Twitter is what I do very well with, my mm-hmm. I get very good, very good impressions. I get a lot of great data from Twitter that a lot of people are interacting with me. Sure. But it helps to have... Again, those resources of people who can retweet you, people that that are, that are willing to get man, behind you,
0: you you're like picking these things out of my brain. This is other things.
1: I mean, I'm going to go back here to to talk about the Brooklyn Brawler. He, obviously, a big name in the world of professional wrestling. He gave me some retweets. He gave mm-hmm. me some you know uh, uh, likes on the on my tweets about him, and I think that helped out more than actually posting and boosting those posts on Facebook. So, you, yes. you know, if you can get those people, and, and you know, and, and unfortunately there's been some folks that I've had that are, quote, big names, end quote, that never, yeah. you know, because all of my tweets revolve around that the, there's guests on there. You know, if you look here again real quickly, uh, episode 166, that's up. You know, I have my two wrestling guys on that uh, we did a wrestling roundtable about some wrestling topics. I'm always tagging them in there, right? you know, hey, you know, at DJ Joy Blaze at whatever, you know, and I I do that no matter who it is. Just so that, you know, again, this is what's going to be in this episode. Click, you know, go to PVDCast.com, whatever. If you have those big names that aren't helping you by saying, oh, hey, simple retweet, you know, that can be problematic. Very. Because, you know, if you're like me, (laughs) you're thinking, yes, I have so-and-so. They've been in this, they've done that, man, I tagged them in this. I'm sure they can
0: give me a retweet. Right. You know, or even interact with me. That would be great. But don't get your hopes up because it may not happen. Sure. And a lot of the times it doesn't, you know, (laughs) when we start getting celebs on the show, boy, it it is amazing. And I, I I guess we won't stop doing it. We did slow down quite a Mm -hmm. bit for that very reason, because celeb episodes are so much harder to promote Uh, In our case, you know, every week we welcome a new uh, comic creator or writer, somebody who's there to market themselves. You know, when the celebs come on, they don't really need you. They're just kind of humoring you. Maybe they've got a new project around the bin that they need to promote sometimes. But for the most time, it's just like they're humoring us like nostalgic, you know, like they just they know we want to talk to them on a fan level or something. So. Yeah, they, and then they'll never retweet it. In the episode, you'd think, well, this one will get a ton of downloads mm-hmm. because it has so-and-so attached to it. Not the case. No. Not the case. Um, I want to say at all, but I'd, like we had James Rolfe, the Angry Video Game Nerd, on. And before he even retweeted it once, man, that thing had dwarfed. Like in the day one, 300 downloads. Because he's an internet name, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. people on online are already searching him. He's that's where, that's his medium. That's where he's popular. Where um, we then uh, I'm trying to think of another example. Well, Jason Mewes, for example, you know, we had him. Uh, we sat down with him at a Hard Rock Cafe, and people didn't gravitate toward it because you know after we were done talking to him, he didn't think about it again. He didn't retweet that episode. Mm-hmm. He, Which, uh, not that he should have. He did what he was supposed to do. He held up his end of the obligation. It was, it was, I thank you, Jason. (laughs) But, um, and and yet, on the other hand, there'll be episodes where I'm like, well, okay,
1: this is X, Y, or Z. mm -hmm. Not a lot of people have heard of him or her because they're putting out this indie comic book. And man, they go through the roof. Yes. And you're like, wait, what? So that's the other thing that as you're starting your podcast, folks, that be aware of there it's sometimes very hard to predict which episodes are going to be you know awesome and be go gangbusters right. and other ones that won't it's very
0: difficult one thing that i just realized i'm going to have to start doing is typically when we have a comic creator on the show uh they'll reach out to us can i come on and promote and if i look at i look at the book and if it looks good I'm like yeah come on yeah and then it's the day before that we record the episode with that person that i get on their twitter account and see they only have 10 followers and i'm like oh crap Mm-hmm. I got my work cut out for me. Mm-hmm. So it's to the point now where just because I want to keep growing the audience bigger, mm-hmm. I have to start kind of screening who we have on the show. Well, do you have enough followers to mm-hmm. help us out? Because it, it has to be a kind of a mm-hmm. give take. Yeah. I guess what we're getting at here, people in a nutshell, is look for every avenue possible to uh, promote yourself. You know, like John's saying, the uh, the retweet is a powerful thing if that mm-hmm. other person has a lot of followers. And um, one thing we started doing, uh, because we have a whole segment where we just talk about comics we've read in the past, it was like we could use that to market ourselves. Let's start talking about indie comics only in that section or web comics that we found online and tagging every creator on that book with every time we talk about it. So, right there, we've added, you know, three to six Mm -hmm. new tags for that episode, which, you know, you might, of those six, Get uh maybe one or two to retweet, which goes a long way, yeah, so just find as many ways uh as possible without looking spammy to because yes. uh, that is a such a turn off if you mm-hmm. look like you're just jumping in forums and dropping your link or you're just you know putting a million hashtags behind you know everything you put out here, there here,
1: i'll I'll divulge the rule of thumb is two hashtags in a tweet anything more than two. Yeah it's considered spam, so if you're you're thinking about starting your own podcast, there you go, so there's some advice There you uh, go see I to, didn't even know that yeah, two. If you do any more than two it it gives that indication that you might be spammy, yeah, you know, yeah, so for yeah, sure. so definitely just two in each tweet.
0: Get people to leave reviews and subscribe mm-hmm. on iTunes. Leaving reviews on iTunes. I, we're at the end now, and I'm just kind of like everything sure, that I forgot. Yeah, it's kind of no. rolling off the <laughs> off the top of my head now. But um, and this has uh, been difficult. Is but worth the the payoff is getting people to leave you reviews on iTunes mm-hmm. because. If you get enough of them and you get them consistently enough, that will bump you up in the rankings and, and the showcasing in iTunes, which will then get you, uh, obviously, more mm-hmm. downloads. So, um,
1: I, I'm in the same spot you are right now with my notes. I'm just throwing out yeah, <laughs> things yeah. as well. So people at home, sorry for the like very randomness of sure. my comments. But I, I think another important aspect, and just because this happened to me this past weekend, always learn. Always learn from other people. Yes. Uh, you know, I was at, um, you know, I'm, I was at StarCast uh, out in Chicago and also at All In, the big wrestling show out there. And, you know, they had tons of podcasters. Uh, a lot of them were mom and pop podcasters that paid their money to be there. But you know what? I, I, I would talk to them. Hey, what do you do for this? How do you do this? How do you do that? And you know what? I'll, I'll be honest. One gentleman told me exactly what I do. So number one, that made me feel good, like, oh, sh- you know, shit, man, I'm doing things yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But number two. I mean, I, I listened to him and I thanked him. And when I walked away, I said to my buddy, I said, I already do all that stuff. But, you know, but but you get, you, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't need you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but you get ideas from talking to other people, you right. know, asking them. Like, I'm, I, you know, my whole thing is I was looking at a lot of like, how do you set things up? How are you? What mics are you using? How do you set this up? You know, and I was not afraid to ask them because that's how you learn. You learn from one another. um you know, this, this city of Columbus, Ohio has a great podcasting community. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. does. Yeah, I mean, does. I can't think of uh, any experience that I've had with any fellow podcaster from Central Ohio that has been cutthroat or wanted to, you know, don't talk to me because of your competition right. or had that mindset. And, and that, again, goes into that finding that resource of people that can help you. Uh, that's, that's incredibly important.
0: Yeah, exactly. Always have ears of ground for people around who can help because, you know, I know we've said a million times, but just you and me sitting here across from each other, spouting these facts that, you know, our experiences, I've learned stuff, you've learned stuff, and hopefully people at home are learning stuff too. And um, I guess the biggest thing I I, I have to leave this with is unless you had anything else.
1: I think I think my only other thing that, that I was going to mention is I know that there's probably going to be some questions about, you know, monetizing and and I think that I'm in no certain position to to give any advice on monetizing. I think my my only thing mm. that I could say is uh, I just recently and and you did as well I helped you with it is I I created an LLC for the podcast sure. so that I have legal protection and I have some write-offs that I can use. Right. Um, but in terms of using Patreon to make money or sponsorships from other companies, you know, it's out there. Research right. them. See what you can come up with if you're starting your own podcast. But, you know, it, it's tough out there. It's tough. It's and, really and tough, it, And yeah. it's it's odd for me because I don't have a very acute sense of, like, finance. Right. And, and sometimes you have to have that. And so uh, by no means am I saying, oh, monetization is not important. No, it, is.
0: it, 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 it is, all depends on what your goals are. Right. If that's what your goal, then yeah, Patreon is a great mm-hmm. method. I would I mean, not that I can say I've done anything masterful. We, we have a oh. little tiny income from Patreon and uh, I have a new format laid up for the new show. What if when it premieres and uh, to hopefully that'll pan out better. But just get on Patreon. Look what other podcasts mm-hmm. are doing. Obviously, if they've got a lot of backers then they're doing something right. So look at their format. Learn. Learn from it. Like John's saying, always learn, even from your bad, uh, your bad experiences. And the biggest thing I can say is, well, one, people make it look so easy. People make <laughs> it look like getting a lot of money, a lot of downloads and stuff is an easy thing to do. And it is not. It is not. No. Um, don't get discouraged is the biggest thing I can leave you with. There have been so many times I've wanted to just pull the plug and, you know, Jack would be like, oh, don't or, let's wait or something will make me change my mind. And I'll just be like, OK. And like a month later, I'm like, I can't imagine had I pulled the plug. Yeah. We had a, an experience this past March. We had one of our uh, we had a celeb on the show, somebody that I looked up to, admired. And uh, when we had him on was a complete asshole. And I don't mean just being rude, outright called us fuckheads and all kinds of things. And let me tell you what, nothing took the wind out of my sails like Mm -hmm. that experience. Um, But we got through it, you know, after that, we didn't have a lot of celebs on. So we thought, you know, we're already not getting a lot of uh, payback from having celebs on. And now we have them cussing us out. So to hell with it, you know, but we're, we're getting back into it now. But, um, That's just my biggest advice. Don't get discouraged. Stay with it and be honest with yourself. Listen to your content. Listen to your own show. Don't don't think you're too good to listen to your own stuff. I've come across people that way, too. Like, well, I'm not going to listen to my own show. It's self-serving. Well, who the hell do you think you are, buddy? You have to go through a quality control process. That's what I do. Uh, after I record the episode, if I, if I finish the editing in enough time before I post, I'll put it on my iPod, throw in some earbuds and I'll listen to it. And so many times I'm so glad I did because I'll hear, Oh, I forgot to edit that little clip out or, Oh, I left like five seconds of dead air there. Mm -hmm. I, you know, a -hmm. a QC process, quality control Mm -hmm. is always a good thing. So Mm -hmm. don't be too proud to listen to your stuff and, uh, Critique it. Yeah, that's how you grow. If you don't critique yourself, if you don't listen to yourself and be honest with yourself about your content, it's going to stay the same. And another thing you said earlier, evolving, constantly changing mm-hmm. to keep that keep people interested is, is a necessity. So just keep at it. Don't get discouraged. Hang in there another day and you'll be so glad you did. And um, I just hope you guys all have... Such an experience with it As John and I have had That's been amazing I can't imagine a life not podcasting now No, I, It's no. changed my life
1: Yeah, same with me I I feel like Here, I, I just mentioned I was out in Chicago mm-hmm. I was out in Chicago I ran into a comic book creator and podcaster That I've had on my show That I didn't no. know was supposed to be out there And we yeah. hung out And then also met up with a couple of other friends that were podcast. In fact, they've been on my podcast. They went out uh, from Columbus. So I- I've made new friends.
0: It makes the world smaller, doesn't it? It does. Yeah.
1: And, and it's, it's, it's a great community. Um, I- I'm just going to leave my, my one thing that I'm going to leave with. If you're sitting and you're listening to us and you're saying, I want to start a podcast. Do it.
0: That's Seriously, the first. just, just, do,
1: just it. do it. Make up your mind that you can do it. Use what we've talked about. And go find other people and get right. their advice in that. But do it. If you want to do it, do it. Well, Don't make any excuses. Yeah. And that's,
0: that's the attitude I took. And I just did it. And I made a ton of mistakes, John. Yeah. A ton. But that's part of the package. Exactly. It's part of the package. Exactly. It's part of the experience. And here I am now, stronger from it. And, you know, going to start another show. Going to make canned air stronger as a result. It's all uphill. It's all exactly. uphill. So... John, I want to thank you for coming out here and doing this. This has been a blast and uh, very insightful. I hope people have found this very helpful. And I encourage our listeners uh, of this episode, if you do have any questions, Please do not hesitate to reach out to either myself or John. You can reach out to me at candarepodcast.com or on Twitter at CandarePod. John, where can people reach out to you? Uh,
1: you can reach me via email John Orlando at pvdcast.com or you can find me on Twitter at uh, PVD PvDMVP or if you, if you even want to leave a message on the Facebook page. Facebook.com oh, yeah. slash PVDCast and I will be happy to tell you uh, what I know and try to get you in the right uh, right direction. Alright?
0: So, yeah, same for there too on the Facebook page. That's another great place to reach out. But yeah, if you have any questions, if you think we said something wrong, if we've forgotten something, because again we're not professionals here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we just have a lot of experience <laughs> in what, doing mediocre, mediocre potting? I don't know. I think we do pretty damn good in our uh, you, you know what I
1: always describe it? The cast
0: is a Moderately successful podcast. Hey, you you like that? I do. I like that. (laughs) Moderately successful. That's a that's a. You're a wordsmith. I like (laughs) that. I like that. So again, everyone, I hope you found this helpful. And uh, yeah, any questions? Please reach out to us. But uh, and if we do get enough questions and feedback from it, uh, I would like to do a follow up to this. Uh, Again, considering we get enough to do a follow up Mm -hmm. uh, with. But uh, yeah, excited to hear what you guys say. And uh, best of luck to anyone out there who's wanting to start a podcast. It's a lot of work, but my God, it's a lot of fun. So uh, until next time, I'm Jeremy Collie. I'm John Orlando. Thanks so much for listening, everyone.